did you see what I did on Tuesday night? What Chris and I did? I did. <sighs> I did. Yeah. We went to see fucking Duran Duran, one of my all-time favorite bands. And Bastille opened, and so did Nile Rodgers and Chic. Nile Rodgers and Chic. Yes. I think it might have been Nile Rodgers. Nile Rodgers uh, is I don't know. Chic. Nile Rodgers is, is, is. The, the pluralization with the extra S on the end. Clumsy, but effective. Um, <laughs> not to be, I'm not going to look at my little brown handbook and figure out if that's correct, because it's fucking not. <laughs> um, so I, Bastille was fine. Uh, really, really, really fucking, you know, entertaining. You know, like, uh, um, I knew most of the songs. They've, they've got a few hits, you know, very British. Um, and, uh, you know, but nothing really that blew my, my shorts off. Okay. But then Nile Rodgers gets on and basically, you know, just a fucking, just giant shit-eating grin on it. Like, just looked so fucking happy on stage. And then he proceeded to play a, like, a montage of 45 minutes of fucking Nile Rodgers hits that he had written or produced. So, like, like so, you know, he got, like... And- Freak out, let's dance. Uh, we are family, like a virgin. Yeah. Get lucky. I was fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely bananas. Like, and I was like, holy fuck. And you know, of course, you know, I I made sure to sneak down uh, to. I made sure we snuck down to the second row where some friends of ours were hanging and watched. You know, a little bit of that, and then you know, we had to go back up to our seats again, and then you know, but we had to, we had reserved seats, not just not not quite down on the front. And uh, but then I'm going to I'm going to give a giant fucking fuck yeah metal horn shout out to Simon LeBon. Okay, welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check, brought to you by Venmo, your money, your move, and Liquid Death, murder your thirst. Let's get back into because it because motherfucker, sixty four years old, original keys on all songs, went above and beyond, sang like a god. Like, you know, like saying like, like, like went above the record range a couple times and was just, I was like, oh my God, you know, and just like, wasn't running around like he did in the eighties, just like just this powerful commanding presence on stage and sang the shit out of every single song. And it was amazing. They were fucking fantastic. I, I, you know, great set list. Um, you know. So who's all in it now? Like, or who's on this tour? Because I, I saw the joke that someone was going to see Duran. Um, well, it's, um, it's because John, it wasn't all of Duran Duran. It's John and Roger Taylor, um, Simon, okay, obviously. John, that's what matters. Yeah. John and S- Simon. Yeah. Uh, John, Simon, and Roger. Roger, and uh, Dom Brown uh, playing guitar. Well, Nick I guess, is Nick is no Nick uh, was on keys. Sick. Nick, right? No, Andy's sick. Andy Taylor's sick. Um, And apparently, like, a bunch of experimental treatments, he's actually doing better, but he's irradiated as fuck right now. We had a friend, remember, went through kind of a similar thing before he passed away where he had had to leave his clothes in the garage because they were basically plutonium, you know? Um, Wow. But, yeah, so it was was John Taylor, Roger Taylor, Nick Rhodes, Simon LeBon, and Don Brown, and then two ladies singing backups. You know, so when they did something like um, uh, "Come Undone," you know, it was a girl singing the backup parts, and they were fucking. Fan- yeah, yeah I that, that part. part. That's yeah, yeah. I, 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 At the seams. That's such a great fucking song. The wedding album, such a great record. Um, 
And people forget that that was a comeback. Yeah. 92? It's got to be 92. I played it in a strip club. Of course you did. Yeah. And And everybody was like, who's this? Becky. And it was like around the same time that Adam Ant put out um, kind of a comeback, too. I used to pair those two songs together. Let's take a look here. Duran Duran, 93, my friend. 93. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ordinary World, Come Undone. Oh, my God. What a great record. Yeah. It's a great record. Yeah. That's a really great one. Plus, it's mixed just so well. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, Duran Duran, totally worth it. Did they play oh, Reflex? Of course they did. Um, did they play Chauffeur? Uh, they did not play Chauffeur. Um, they uh, started with The Night Boat, which was fucking awesome. And, wow. uh, you know, uh, they played they played everything I wanted to hear. Um, and yeah. I was very, yeah. very happy, uh, I, you know. As a, a couple of, there was a, there was a new song they played. They've got a new record coming up called Dance Macabre. Um, I heard that. Uh, I've heard, I've heard a little bit of and it. And it's, it sounds exactly like you want it to sound. Um, and it sounds like Duran Duran. Yeah. And it just to have a, to have a front man that's that well trained. Like we talked about a, a few weeks ago, Danielle and I went to see, you know, my best friend Danielle and I went to see uh, Yellow Card and, the guy from Amberlin was a little, you know, he was clearly like the altitude was there. Uh, the guy from Mayday Parade was spot on. And, you know, but like we, we at altitude, singers tend to be like, ooh, man, it's hard up here. I did a show with Fran Cosmo from Boston a few years ago, and same thing. He was a little winded. Watching Simon LeBon be that fucking good at not just altitude, not just Mile High City. We're up at Red Rocks. We're another, what, 1,500 feet up? Got to be 2,000, yeah, yeah, close to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and still just spectacular, like absolutely spectacular. Watching it, like you get him on the Jumbotron here and you watch his technique and you watch just the relaxation, you know, around his neck and his face and where he's placing his voice and you see how his tongue is, you know, and his, you can see the whole thing and you're like, my God, that man is, that man is just nailing it. I love it. And, you know, he's... Um like you know, he comes from sea level. That motherfucker's always on oh, a yeah. yacht or by a oh, beach. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. God <laughs> bless him. Me too. That sounds great. Let's do that. Yeah. So yeah, I had a chance to work with his manager. Um, we were gonna do like Simon. Simon has a music publishing arm that is not just Duran Duran. Mm. And um, well, his one of his kids and, is an artist too, isn't one of his daughters? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah, and he's but he does like he's got a bunch of like French acts and like songwriters, yeah, over there. Mm-hmm. And they were putting together, um, they were trying to put together a production shop in L.A. Oh wow! And I was going to kind of oversee sort of the sync production side, which I I love this. There are some companies that are starting to do this, but mm. like this was I don't know ten fifteen years ago, and it was like. Um, we we got pretty far into it where they were going to basically get this building on Sunset mm-hmm. and they wanted it to house like kind of a smaller B studio mm-hmm. and that B studio would be running all day creating basically syncable music. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it wasn't just like, let's not just create single, singles. Yeah. Let's create music that we know <laughs> is going to be like syncable. Yeah. And, yeah. And then we can just pull in special people to do co-writes. Perfect. Do, I love and it. like the studio would be running 24-7 and then yeah. the business side of it would be handling their publishing side and then pitching. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to, we were like, you know, you've heard me tell the same 
kind of thing to other studio people that we know. <laughs> there was like, you know, what you could do yeah. is you could do it this way, and we could have co-writing sessions, and then you could shoot a Friday night show. You could bring in a band and <laughs> yeah. do a live thing. Yeah. And you know, we could do a video. And yeah. I'm like, you want? I can show you how to make a fuckload of money with a recording studio if you want. You know, but yeah. that's basically what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up doing it in um, France. And Fuck the yeah. L.A. building kind of fell through. It was the building that was the problem. And I think really? actually Sony Surprise. bought it. Surprise. Yeah, anyway, uh, wow. I was really close. I mean, we had a bunch of meetings. I was really down for it. But nice. I was like, at that point, I was like, I'm not going to move to France. No. What? Like, what? To Why? To do it because I wouldn't, I don't know any, I, I couldn't, like, of course I would love to move to France okay. and work. That's fair. It's not like I was going to be working with Simon or anything. It was like, you know, it was the, his people. Yeah. And and the point was is that I knew that I could make the L.A. thing work. I knew yeah. enough people in L.A. just just that could come to the studio every yeah. day. Yeah, of course. I knew yeah. enough, like, people. Yeah. And so, like, I, I didn't want to take the opportunity and 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 not follow through on it. Yeah. And so, like, if had I gone to France, <laughs> I would, like, be like, yeah, I don't know anyone here to come to the studio. I could find people. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been fair. Yeah, that's fine. That's I understand that. Uh, different PROs, different, you know, yeah. like everything. Yeah. It would have all been a whole lot different in France. Yeah, that's it, fair. It just wouldn't have been fair for me to do. Yeah, that's fair. Especially there's, yeah, there's, especially with all that stuff. Um, and I, I'm sure that they had someone better in mind that could probably, work on the fence. But thing, the so. thing is, I don't, even if, even if. That dude, by the way, we're still linked in on LinkedIn and he's, he lives in Japan now. Linked up on LinkedIn? Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm like, well, what happened to the thing? How, I guess he's doing it in Japan. Doing it in Japan. Huge in Japan. Um, speaking of studios, we've talked to people about, you know, like with this one. I had a, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, studio owner in Denver. Um, and he was, uh, he was doing a, a session one night and he has set up all his drums and it was, I think it was earlier this year, um, February or March time. And he set up and he, you know, set up all the drums, got everything tuned, got everything sounding great, walked into the control room, heard a kaboom and the roof had collapsed in the live room and, uh, just Holy shit. and wiped out his drum kit and the piles of That's snow came through. That's the one we were both talking to? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. So he's been dealing with the that. The A room? The big live room? The big live room. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they had some, they had some, they had a little bit of a fight to get it cleaned up. It's all better now, but none of the, none of the console equipment, none of the stuff in the, in the, uh, in the control room was affected, but yeah, they had to do a pretty juicy rebuild on the What about room. the mic locker? <laughs> well, the mic locker was, in, is in the other, is in the other side. So yeah. it was all fine, but, but like, wasn't there shit upstairs? Weren't they like doing like small rooms upstairs? There was, but the live room but took up two stories. Live room is one so, full up. Yeah. yeah so, right. and then, and then the, the, the B room was up the stairs to the left from the control room and that was up up kind of like butting up against that wall above some of the the smaller iso booths and uh the uh and the mic locker so but yeah i just i mean god the the perils of owning a studio man i totally i'm really grateful that i get to work there a lot all the time and it's really fun to produce records up there but i'm also really glad i don't own it no you know, no I, I, yeah, that, I just, yeah there's been a few studios i've known that flooded yeah and that's just the worst because you like you can't, totally. you know, you've got to rewire everything. You yeah. can't find the one fucking wire that's not going into the <laughs> console, right? And yeah, you know, I just did a, I just did a, a little, um, uh, a little tech um, review of a uh, of a high school uh, theater. Um, 
the that was um you know kind of a similar thing like like you know the i think it was built maybe 40 years ago or something like that i don't even know like i mean you could probably look it up but it's at least you know 35 40 years old and you know so they've got this great these great guts where they've got these mic plates all over the world but all inputs no outputs which is a weird thing so i was like okay that's odd but all right um so you know and then if you follow, you trace the lines, they've got, you know, like a snake. Just, it's buried, you know, it's under the, <laughs> yeah. it's under the, it's, it's concrete around it. Fuck you. You're not getting it out. But if you find, you find where the, the junction boxes in the back, it goes into the back of a rack of power amps, right? <laughs> From like 1985, Van Halen's PA is in this fucking auditorium. Wow. And it's, and it's up top. But nobody knows how to use any of that. Because they're all, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, like they've got a, some new music teachers and all that. And, you know, that. So they've, they've in, an, in an effort to kind of, you know, make it easier for people to fight. Because, I mean, I can't imagine the fear of a high school student to go over and turn on the. Oh, yeah, totally. Power amps and turn that up and. You know, like if something's not watch connected, the red light get redder. Yeah, exactly. Watch <laughs> things start smoking over there. I just like the fear of that. Yeah, I mean, and and the so what? Smell? They're oh, like, is yeah. it supposed to like, smell like that? Yeah. Well, there's a bird's nest in the back of this thing now. So it's like you know. So what they did is they, you know, they bought for the auditorium a couple of powered top cabinets and they put them on stands, and you know, they ran uh, microphone lines around the th- around the theater. To, to plug these things in because, you know, that makes sense. And the way that this theater was set up, I could see if, like, if I'm going directly from here to running the front of house on a Broadway or a little bit off-Broadway show, this is the way I would set up this whole system. Their, their mixer's got a bunch of, you know, Matrix stuff going on. But if I'm teaching high school kids Fisher-Price my first sound system, this is not the way I would do it. So I had a conversation with them about how I said, you know, you've got this great guts. Everything is, all the lines are solid. Everything's buried. You need to, we'll, the, you know, we're going to get some turnarounds and we're going to stop running these cables all over the floor when people come yeah. in. So um, got some of that stuff, you know, sorted out. But I, I, I love that there was this, this great infrastructure built into this place. It's just been, it's been set up so complicated just to make it so like, because like, yeah, well, you can't run sound here because it's just so complicated if you go into this this right here. It's like, no, we're not doing that. Let's teach the fucking kids how to run and create their own music, please. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah. And and plus, like, like we need, you know, like back in the day, there was none of that for like kids in tech for high school. Like you had lights and stuff, you know, for like theater. But, like, a lot of stages weren't mic'd up. And yeah. now they've oh. got, like, a lot of great, like, you know, PAs. I mean, it was all old PAs with, like, you know, a silver <laughs> mic that you press the button on. You know? Yeah. but <laughs> Well, the thing that I often get when I'm, you know, like, I'll go into those situations and they'll be like, can you help us figure this out? And it's like, well, you've got that. We talked about this on a podcast a while ago about the little dot. It looks like a hairnet, the little dot microphone that's in the middle of the forehead kind of right here. Oh, you know? it pisses me off. And yes, I w- go on. And, you know, like, but trying to teach somebody about, um, you know, like I asked, I asked a series of questions like, okay. Because one of our friends, his son is in is in the tech department for the theater. Yeah, and so I said, okay, I see you've got um, all the uh, apron wedges up there, you know, like on the apron of the stage. Uh, yeah, 
how do you control that differently than the thing the audience hears? Because your your performers are going to want to hear something right. different. He goes, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so um, you have no front of house. So they. So, but that's the thing is that you know it's the way that it's set up is um, there's there's you know two faders, one's for front of house, one is for the apron, and they're using the same mix, but you can turn either one up or down louder. And whatever you change on one... So the on house one, mix is going through the monitors. The house mix is going through the monitors. And so like I... straight stereo in every single one of them. Yep. Wow. And so what I... It, well, it's mono. Nobody's running anything stereo. Well, whatever. Yeah, um, but. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, like, it, there's, there's no basic education in this place with regards to that stuff that there should be, which is you, the, the sound you're making for these people out here in your audience is going to be different than the sound pointing at your performers on stage. Right. It's yeah, called a, it's yeah. called a monitor mix. Right. Some people use in-ears, but these little dot microphones, I mean, if, if you're like, Oh, we can't, Dude, he, I we, fucking hate them. I but imagine now you've got the same mix going through both of those, your front of house and your, and your wedges. No wonder it overloads and phases. Exactly. So there's all no kinds. Of, there's all kinds of noises, and the and these poor kids. They're not. As we've talked about this. There's nobody there teaching them how to do this, how to use compression, how to use a gate, how to use EQ. Yeah. You know any of that stuff? I mean, like if 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 and the quickest way to fix it basically is just pull it down, right? Yeah, like you exactly. just pull the sound down so that you don't have as much. Yeah. Impedance is frequencies yeah. or whatever. And so exactly. then they're like, oh, I fixed it. Yeah, but now I can't I hear him. I fixed it. Yeah, but now I can't hear him. Nobody can hear Jeff. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Nobody can hear Jeff. Oh, Jeff. my goodness. Um, yeah. So um, it's there. The, the thing I'm, I, I'm noticing about these, these kind of institutions is the infrastructure is there to make great shit happen. They just don't have the people in place to to teach them and with the way we treat our fucking teachers in this country no wonder yeah yeah well you know i mean i i think the problem with audio you know I, you people have seen me tweet about this for years <laughs> but like when like the problem is is that you can you can tell something's wrong with audio yeah but 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 like people put up with it. People will listen to shitty radio mics that are distorted. That people will listen to shitty podcasts that have very poor mixes. Like one guy's mic is too low, and the chick's mic's really loud. Yeah, and, and like you know, yeah. there isn't there isn't a good mix of EQ on something, yeah. or there's way too much reverb on this, and they'll just you know they'll just it's not like they're no. gonna run from it. Yeah, they'll just go. I know something's weird with that. People yeah. will watch the NFL, billions and billions and billions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars spent on cameras that can show you little <laughs> blades of grass and how they touch the little guy's little and the toe. Audio. But, like, he, the guy gets on the mic in the middle of the field. Yeah. After the play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's but like no one's gonna turn it off because of audio. Yeah, you know, Isn't that and, and like, that's kind of the problem. But I'm like, how is that not fucking fixed? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Standing in the middle of a seventy thousand seat stadium, yeah, is hard to mic. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Totally. I understand that. But you know what? Someone fucking knows how to do it. Yeah, Taylor Swift can do it. Yeah. 
let's just George talk straight. Did it? Look at Chris <laughs> Stapleton <laughs> doing the do anthem it. at the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. somebody did that fucking right. So why can't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And it pisses me off every time. And like, and it just makes me mad that no one gets up in arms about it. But I, it's kind of well, a, we do. It's kind of one of those. <laughs> I don't know if it's a lost war, but it's one of those things where yeah. we're the only soldiers trying to fight that <laughs> There's line. There's like two you of know, us. We're the only ones. The battle of the with audio our foil bulge. swords. <laughs> we're like, you know, I want better audio. And I was like, we don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, you will care eventually. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's not like it hasn't always been important. You go to yeah. Greece, you go to Rome, and you see these amphitheaters oh, yeah. that are actually built for someone standing in a certain place to Beer. hear it on the very mm-hmm. back with no yeah. uh, you know, amplification whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And like this has always been an issue. The thing that I think that I think that people under Jesus Christ, I hope the mix on this podcast is okay <laughs> on this one specifically. <laughs> Sounds like absolute garbage. I got to make sure nothing's yeah, peaked. Nothing peaking. Like... Well, it's all, it's all going to be me. Um, like somebody, they look like cackling harpy on the background there. Um, totally. Someone's going to write in. I th- yeah. I think pretty people... shitty EQ, buddy. <laughs> I can That's... hear your breath. That guy's How voice doesn't sound like that. How about more headroom, huh? That guy's voice doesn't actually sound like that. <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> I just made a young ones reference. That's where you're really welcome. That was very nice, Nigel. Um, people underestimate the power of audio and the power of sound. I've been doing a lot of um, That's uh, power of sound meditation <laughs> stuff, <laughs> and I mean, I've got a friend of mine, a drummer, a friend of mine. Shout out to Goose, um, Goose. who who sent me a bunch of um, uh, brainwave uh, frequency musical. Uh, um, meditations, quote unquote, right? Sure. And underneath, like I've got one that I use to, at night, you know, to help me get into a, 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 to help me sleep because I am a, I'm a high strung individual. I do a lot of cocaine, and so therefore I need a little time to come down. I'm very just kidding. Nice. Um, I prefer the math, but yeah, yeah, very nice. I mean, yeah. I so mean, like solfeggio, the yeah, frequency, that kind of stuff, and and, and the, the circle of frequencies, the circle Fs, some of that kind of stuff. But it's a, a lot of times you'll be listening to kind of like a guided meditation, and somebody's speaking very politely and calmly in your ear. Just want you to take one deep breath into your chest. Well, that's ASMR. And let it go. <laughs> but then, These but then, un- blueberries. But, <laughs> but then, but then, underneath it, there's this. There's like the, there's a there's a resonant there's a there's a wave being being played that when I find myself kind of like drifting into that wave, I feel my brain waves change, and I feel a calmness. It's like the the power of this. Sound. Um, think about Stravinsky in the Rite of Spring. How, like in, like you know, in Paris, the uh, I think it was the Par- Paris Ballet he wrote it for. How the these new sounds that were were created for his his music for this ballet started a riot because nobody had heard it before. But then right. a year later, it's played in the same. I think it's. I think it was the same building. I don't know. If it was the same uh, theater. Um, no ballet, just the audio. And everybody's like, oh, Jolly Good, that's very nice. That's nice. Well done. Like, they, they appreciated it because they'd had a year to adapt to the new sounds. You know? Or it was the ballet that caused them. The <laughs> it's entirely about maybe these fucking ballerinas, like, you know? This uh, is causation here, right? Like, like, uh, like the second one without ballet, was fine. It was the ballet that got him yeah. fucking up in arms. Like that. <laughs> that was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> 
tell you. Fuck this place. Burn it down. Ballet sucks. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But as far as I know, it was. So what the, frequencies it, are you rocking with? Um, you well, rocking with that 963? You doing that 528? I, I, wouldn't, I couldn't even begin to tell you what it is I'm doing. Right? Okay. But so I'm just all I'm trying people things out, out there that don't know what we're talking about. Google Sofeggio. Mm-hmm. S-O-L-F-E-G-G-I-O. Mm-hmm. There is, I think, nine of them. Yeah. Of course, because there's three triads. But um, <gasps> nine frequencies. This is one of the frequency kind of things. This is not a 432 thing. Get yeah. the fuck out of here with that stuff. <laughs> who, who, are you, who are you yelling at right now? <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry. He doesn't listen either. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but like basically, it's about frequency ranges between nine hundred or hold on, between one seventy four mm-hmm. and nine hundred sixty three. Yes. Somebody check me on that. Uh, Something okay. around that, Kelsey. Um, but it's basically sound patterns. Yeah. Okay, frequency units um, that create a melodious spectrum. You guys. Um, yes. And so. There, some people say that, like, you know, there's a certain frequency that heals your tissues, yeah. usually in the lower frequencies, mm-hmm. yes. um, 174, 285s. Then there's, like, uh, like wiping out negativity, 417. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, sound can be used to do this. And there is a lot of research backing this mm-hmm. up. Um, we know that a lot of sound is used in terrorism, right? Mm-hmm. We know that a lot of the CIA uses sound to break people. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that there are sound attacks in like Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain kind of frequencies that humans can't hear. Uh, think about dog whistles, mm-hmm. um, but that still may affect your brain. Your little, now, see, here's yeah. here's my problem with it. Okay, I I I'm down for this stuff. I really. I want to do this binaural yeah. sound frequency sound bathing. Yeah. But like with brain injury stuff, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like when you hear those two waves going back and forth oh, yeah. in your earphones, yeah. your headphones, mm-hmm. like, and, and the idea is that it's supposed to kind of tune your brain to where your brain is trying to catch up for it. Mm-hmm. So for everyone that doesn't know, your brain doesn't actually hear things. Your brain creates what it's hearing. Yes. Like there's pressure that goes into your ears and then your brain translates it. But what your brain is trying to do is 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 beat it. Your brain ba- your brain is trying to create it before it hears it. Yeah. That's the whole thing about your brain is that mm-hmm. it's trying to figure it out just a second before you actually see or hear something. Yeah. And so if it's a surprising thing, your brain will go, "Oh shit." It's a weird frequency, and the frequencies are different in the right ear and the left ear, and yeah. so your brain will try to go, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa yeah, rationalize whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. How did that feel? That actually was really arousing to me. I think I that might have been the love much. frequency Thank right you. there. Um, so <laughs> you can check out this stuff. We're going to be doing some experiments on this. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Stu has brought us into this world a little bit. I yeah. fucked with this world a little bit because, because of brain stuff. You got to be careful because yeah. I got some stuff up there. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta totally. Be careful with the brain. Yeah, I totally get it. <clears throat> yeah, of course, I understand. It takes it longer. Is the thing. Yeah, like I will listen to like a certain frequency that's supposed to be relaxing, mm-hmm. and it will get me out of the shakes inside, mm. and then it will, and then it will like. Um, it will calm my brain, mm-hmm. but then there are things that need to fire in my brain that, yeah. like, I have to have it fire. Yeah. And 
So it's it's kind of hard coming out of it. Like if I could just sit around and be a Buddhist all day and like yeah. you know, yeah, just like you know, roll a bowl and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played with those Tibetan singing bowls? Are they Fuck yeah, fucking really cool, man. I had a buddy of mine in high school. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything like it. Where you know he hits the thing and then just drags the like it's almost like a pest yeah. mortar and pestle kind of thing. And it's like you know I know it's kind of like the wine bowls, glasses, baby. but like. I just find that shit fascinating. And then there's the uh, the glass harmonica. Did you ever hear that thing? No. Okay. So no. okay. What so, is this? Um, this is the Vos this is, is the Goss. this is the instrument that supposedly made musicians the people who performed it go mad, right? And so it's a bunch of uh, bowls. Oh, Creed. Yeah. With arms wide open, will I just hurt? <laughs> Congratulations on your cruise, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's a series of bowls descending in size. So the big bowls on yeah. your left, uh, nest, they're all nestled together, kind of floating, and water runs over the top of them, and you touch the bowls on the top, and it does like the the like the like wine glass kind of thing when you right, moisten right. your finger. Um, and uh, have you ever seen the movie Interview with the Vampire? Um, I believe it was Elliot Goldenthal maybe did that soundtrack. can't remember. There's a glass harmonica on that soundtrack, mm. and it's fucking creepy as fuck sounding. But the reason it's supposedly— Is it a real harmonica made out of no. glass, or is this a, a, uh, it's, a, a, it's, a I think it, let me, Maybe it's—let it's, uh, me make sure I'm getting that term, harmonica. Glass harmonica, also known as the glass harmonica harmonium bowl organ— so, yeah, there's a photo of it. You can find it on Wikipedia, and it's just a bunch of bowls. And so the water oh, runs over the top, and you I touch, okay. and you yeah, touch I was them. actually thinking like a mouth harp. You yeah, know? no, 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 no. And so you can see the picture of the <laughs> guy. You know, I was like, oh, my God, it's a glass harmonica, like a little a little B-flat glass harmonica. No. No. That's not what it is, Thank you, John Popper. Um it looks no. much more like a loom. Yeah. And so all the bowls spin and you touch it and they, they start resonating on whatever frequency they are. Um, oh, shit. That but supposedly cool. it would make the player go mad if they played it too much. Now, it turns out what the guy, I believe like, the case was, the thing that would make them go mad was sometimes to start the bowls, they would lick their fingers to get their fingers moist. And the bowls were rimmed with, wait for it, <gasps> lead. Lead, yeah. mercury, sure. Mercury, yeah, a- anything like that. Things. So, like, all that kind of stuff was actually poisoning people, uh, apparently. Um, but, yeah, what a fucking creepy-ass instrument, you know? Shout out to Dennis James, one of the contemporary players still. <laughs> oh, He's still really? got the balls to play it today. Yeah. By the way, Ben Franklin played one. What? That does not surprise me. One of our finest presidents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a. I think I may that have had a brain injury old. in the middle of that sentence. By the way, just so you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Glass it, harmonica. By the harmonica. way, um, I'd like I to point out that uh, the interview with Vampire soundtrack was indeed Mr. Elliot Goldenthal, uh, and it Apparently, is fucking just creepy. So everybody shit. knows there are different spellings, but it's the same instrument. Franklin named his invention the harmonica. Yeah. I wonder, like, how did we get to the 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 mouth harmonica from the glass harmonica? Curious. Somebody yeah. get on that, Kelsey. Kelsey, get on it for get Christ's sake! It. I want another, what are you even doing today? No, she's not. 
She's yeah. like, like I'm gonna go crazy about this shit. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I get it. That's yeah. fair. Well, I mean, it is a, it is a, it is a, uh, you know, emeritus position. Kelsey, get Dennis James on. I want to <laughs> interview him. I want to talk to him too. I want to know if he's still like, you know, the the contemporary glass harmonica player. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Well, now I've got, I've gone down a rabbit hole now. Yeah. Well, I just think yeah. it's interesting that like originally they were like, oh, the 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 vibrations of the glass. And the crystal was what made you go mad. And it turns out, no, lead poisoning has made this fucker go, go batty. <laughs> yeah. Nope. As it turns out, the environment pretty much screws everyone eventually. It's none of the magic. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's whatever it is. It was like, oh, as it turns out that, yeah. like, uh, you know, the people who thought they died of whatever, it just turns out, oh, yeah, that was typhoid because you didn't wash your fucking hands. Yeah. You'd, after or, you, you know, wiped your or ass, it was electricity dirty. because you were by, you know, power lines or yeah. it was coal yeah. or it was mercury because it, it wasn't the magic you were making <laughs> in the vials. It was the yeah. fucking mercury, you yeah. dumbass. Yeah. I started seeing, seeing sounds, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. Wow. He sees it. He sees it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. I wonder, are there gigs for these guys? Like, I, I'm curious now. Yeah. Like, is this guy Who's out playing? Can we go see him? Monica Can we go be a fan and show. be like, I'm going to throw my go. bra. No, we don't throw bras anymore. Why are glass um, harmonious? Oh. Because Stu, Stu thinks it's dangerous. It's a workplace, so don't throw your panties. Uh, a few <laughs> listeners were also subject to effects. After an incident in Germany where a child died during a performance, the harmonica was actually banned in a few towns. Some Kids people thought that everything. the high-pitched ethereal tones invoked <laughs> spirits of the dead, had magical powers, or drove listeners mad. There you go. There's a little... Uh, little. Uh, oh, my goodness. There's a few guys that are still out playing. G- Dean Shostak's Crystal Concert. Mm-hmm. All Ooh, right. Crystal Concert. That's a cool name. Yeah. How uh, much are one of these things? I'm curious, though. Things. Like, I would imagine... Holy ima- shit, eight grand. Yeah, but I know that, I mean, a pedal steel, a good pedal steel's that, you know? Um, well, plus shipping. <laughs> plus, yeah. Half these bowls are cracked. <laughs> yeah, totally. It'd get to you, and it's like, eh, it doesn't really make you go mad when there's only four of them. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> They're all tritone apart, pissing the whole neighborhood off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. I can play three notes on this. <laughs> I'm not really going mad, am I? At the same time. Plus, I also love, I mean, you've got to love a Wikipedia article that starts off with, you don't even need to read the rest of it, right? This goes, the <laughs> phenomenon of rubbing a wet finger around the rim of a... Ellipsis, like that's all. The, I like, just, I was so, I was like so turned on by the first. I know. <laughs> it sounds like a Pornhub, like a uh, yeah. search. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Can you get me something where the like rim to see is the phenomenon of rubbing a wet finger around the rim of a, and then just like whatever autofill says. <laughs> oh, now we have to try that. That's probably illegal as hell. Uh, what the rimming? <laughs> no, the actual searching. Oh, go incognito if yeah, you're doing yeah. it. Clear <laughs> browser history, kids. Yeah, exactly. No, nope. <clears throat> maybe you'll get a crystal phone. <laughs> That's a perfect segue. <laughs> uh, oh my god! So <laughs> perfect. We need to figure out how people can do better at gigs. What are we oh. doing with gigs? What's going on with gigs? What's happening in gigs these days? What's the gig world like? Uh, I think it depends on which part of the gig world you're into, because it's a it's a it's a mad 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 world out there. 
because there's 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 various places to. I mean, I do a lot of corporate and wedding performances. You know. All right, let's I delve into the that. bar gigs. What kind of music do you do? You always do. Would you say that you do mostly all covers at corporate and wedding gigs? Oh so yeah. So if you want to get into corporate and wedding gigs, but yeah. you're like say an original band that like, you know, you play all original music. Yeah. It, that might be hard, right? It would certainly be difficult, but doesn't everybody start in a place of like we play cover song? We learned we learned a Weezer song because it sounded good, you know. Okay, but there's a difference, right? Because there's some people that want to play the cover song like their band would play it, right? Like they're yeah. going to play yeah. a Ramones song the way they would play it, yeah, but not the way the Ramones played it, yeah, or not Fair the enough. way whatever. Um, and in like corporate gigs and wedding gigs, you have those to do kind them things, exactly. Don't you want to be truer to the recording? Yeah, so that you the do. People there, they're hearing sure. it, are kind Absolutely. of feeling familiar with yeah. it. Yeah, yes, you do. It's okay. you want you want to play it like it, so it sounds like you know the version that that everybody knows. You're going to do "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. It better fucking sound like Whitney Houston. Um, you know, so having Difficult. a guy sing it two octaves lower, not going to do it for everybody. But, you know, then we've got we've got a friend of ours who does a 90s band and they have three guys singing all the girls songs all the time and they do yeah. it in falsetto and it sounds hilarious and amazing. And they get to they do weddings all the time because it's fun, you know, so it's I mean, I mean, if it's your brand, stick to it. If somebody likes that and they want to hire you for that wedding. Fuck, yeah. So I don't really want to get into like a brand new baby band here. Yeah. But OK. Let's say you've been a band for like one or two years, or you're an artist that has people that you play with, mm-hmm. and you you know some you obviously by that point you know a few cover songs. You must yeah. just like probably the first few songs you played with your band were cover songs yeah, just to totally introduce people to other people or yeah. to to uh, you know audition whatever mm-hmm. right. Um, and so like you're at year two, year three, year four, whatever like that. How do you break out of the scene? And get bigger gigs locally, but also move into corporate stuff. Do you, like, mm. is it that you need to to come up with a full set list that is, like, sort of the bangers of weddings and corporate gigs? Or how does that work? Um, well, I think that those are two separate things. I think that the if you want to get better gigs in the music scene, you have to draw more people to your gigs. Yes, that's how that's you do true. that. But if you want to get into the corporate and wedding thing, basically, you need to have a set list of about 80 to 100 songs. You need to shoot a there promo video that go. shows... Now, that, now we're getting into the beef. This is yeah. what I want to hear about. You shoot, you shoot a video Tell that shows truth. you performing like a bunch of gods, and it, it's less than a minute long, and then you start shopping uh, agents. Okay, so let me help everyone with what he just said there. This is an EPK. You yes. need to figure out what yep. a fucking EPK is. Is electronic press electronic kit. A lot of times that just kit. means it's a full web page. Yes. Um, and that is... Could be a You want to make sure page. you have really yeah. good shot video of you mm-hmm. playing live. Mm-hmm. With people having fun, by the way, you do need live shots of people if possible, right? If possible, yeah, but you don't have to. As long as somebody yeah. can see a high-energy performance on a stage with a bunch of lights and shit like that and the cameras are zooming around. The one piece of advice I got for that that has always stuck with me was if there's not energy in the shot, it's in the movement of the camera. So if you're watching somebody stand at a guitar with their guitar singing at a microphone stand, the camera's moving a lot. And it's moving a lot of... So you're basically putting all the energy into the shot. There you go. So, like, yeah, if the guitarist is on, like, a wah 
Yeah. So they're like they're locked down to their pedal board. Um, you can also do this with editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So you can move the camera around in editing. And so that's how you can get some exciting, quick moving shots. Yeah. And basically changing a lot of the shots on the beat, maybe every two beats, yeah. probably every eight seconds is what you need yeah. uh, to change those shots. Um, yeah. No more than a minute, right? No you don't more need than a minute. any more than a minute, minute for minute your like, sort of promo video. Please do not do that. Yeah. And everybody so, who watches it is going to make a decision within the first 20 seconds. Yeah, so front load much. all and your hot shit up front. Just what it looks like. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, if you were doing it today, what songs would you song or songs <clears throat> would you put in that in that one minute? Do you do a medley? Yes. Or do you have just like your best banger? No, you do. You do. Well, um, those are two separate videos. I think the EPK video is uh, just like a medley of the hot shit. It's yeah. not, it's, we're not getting the piano intro of Don't Stop Believing here. We're doing the Don't Stop Believe. We're hitting choruses. We're hitting yeah. high points. We're hitting all the energetic spots. Um, and you are, it, it is as tight and snug as it can possibly be, right? And um, there's some modern, a lot of modern music tends to, you know, be a little bit more um, fleeting in its uh, popularity, whereas there's some things like, don't stop believing as much as you might not want to fucking play it that everybody knows and everybody loves and everybody wants to sing at their wedding. Yeah. Brown eyed girl, brown eyed girl, footloose fucking you better uh, learn sweet home Alabama. Yeah. I, I refuse to play that one anymore, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, you should learn it. You should know it, but uh, yeah, it's, um, and then you've got us, you know, like in that, in that EPK, you have 10 or eight, 10 or 12 songs that are five to 12 seconds long each right um you're getting you know just the hooks just the catchy parts like showing on showing all the energy and all the performance and all that kind of stuff and it is short but it takes a day to shoot yeah i would say okay so what i've seen in some of the bands i've worked with recently um in the minute videos i put Mm -hmm. uh three songs in there because i basically want the full like the chorus shout and yeah. like uptown funk yeah. or something like that. Um, don't stop believing. Very high energy. No one needs your fucking ballad there. <laughs> Nobody needs it. All of them are high energy. What? Um, and just, you know, the best versions that you can do at the time of that. Yeah. Um, do you, on your corporate side, do you post your set list? Do you post like what songs you know? Uh, I do have a master song list, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and because and, a lot of times when uh, you know when if I'm getting hired to do a wedding, or I'm getting hired to do a corporate event, they go through and they go, okay. But this, I I have it separate. We have about in the one of the corporate products, we have about seven or eight different products, right? One's a bluegrass band. One's a country band. One's a top forty band. One is a yacht rock band. One is a nineties band. One is a bunch of axe throwing Vikings. You know, like whatever it ends up being. Um, you know, so there there's a lot of crossover in that music. But you know, we have ways to say, hey, you you want a bluegrass band? We can kind of do that. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, um, there's. I'm done. No, go ahead. Rant over. No, no, no. Old man. But don't rant. talk over. Nope, wait, Maybe I'll talk over you. Okay. Yeah. So you need a long set list, and if you don't know what kind of music to look for, I would say go on YouTube and search mm-hmm. wedding band, corporate yeah. band, 
and go watch, go see what other bands do. Like this Mm -hmm. is not fucking rocket science. No, it really isn't. Like these same songs, there is a core American songbook. Yeah, that we all have done Mm -hmm. for many years. Now you can have your own secret shit in there. Maybe you do a killer, ludicrous song that you're going to throw in there. Maybe you do a cool. Snoop song or something. Maybe you do something that kind of changes it up. Look, then yeah. that's going to be fine. Just make totally. sure that the hosts kind of know yeah. what they may get in that. But like, yeah. mostly, there is a, I would say there's a good 100, 150 songs that pretty mm-hmm. much any band that does corporate or wedding, yeah. um, any of those industrials is yeah. what we kind of called them back yes. in the day. What any of those industrials, that like that's... Like, you just need to know those songs, and that's yeah, it. Totally. You just have to know them. You have to know them, and you have to play them, and is, and you collect your check, and you go home. It's not about... Yeah. It's one of those things where it's not... It's fun as fuck. I don't care. I like to play the songs. I may not listen... I may never listen to Don't Stop Believing ever again. I probably won't ever listen to it on anything again. But I do enjoy playing it, and it's a different experience. And I, at the end of the day... But I get to leave that gig with a paycheck and I don't have to carry anything with me. I have no job to go do after that thing. Right. Once I'm done playing, I'm done. You know, I just go home and sit in the bathtub and cry about my feelings. (laughs) Um, no, so change the world. (laughs) Ah, thanks baby face for letting Eric Clapton have a song. Yeah, I I just think that like, so I wanted to get into this because I've had a few people kind of ask me like, uh, you guys have talked about corporate gigs and wedding gigs and stuff. Um, now there's, there's like, like Stu said, there are lots of different ways to do this. I've Mm -hmm. done this solo. Mm -hmm. I've also done this with like acapella groups. Oh yeah. Um, Like where you can do very specialty things. Like sometimes you want to do like a 50 show or you Mm want to do like, you know, sometimes they want something that is like a background person. Yeah. You're still going to be playing songs, but like in that case, I'm doing more like Jim Croce, you know, doing some of those, Uh those kind of like solo (laughs) act stuff. Some of the, the sort of mid tempo John Mayer stuff. Like you're, you're doing, different kind of tempo stuff if you're a solo act in the back of a like in the mm-hmm. wine area of a big corporate event um but that doesn't mean that people don't like it any less it's a little bit different yeah. um but but again if you want the cheat code in this act as if you're a booker so act yeah. as if you are the corporate booker or you are putting on a wedding for yourself mm-hmm. yeah. and go and search for that in your own town and you will see the cream of the crop who does this very well. And they will have sort of the EPK. They will have like sort of the song list. They should have probably a YouTube channel that has their mm-hmm. video or their Facebook pages. Yeah. By the way, you're going to have to do some Facebook stuff. Like mm-hmm. a lot of this world runs through Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just does. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not the corporate stuff, but <laughs> wedding stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I um, think there's a piece of it that's like if you're doing a corporate and wedding thing and you want especially because it's a it's a private event and you're a host, you're the you are a you know, the band just for these people, one of the things that really comes from that is um a little bit of uh, exclusivity. Like you can't find me on YouTube, you can't find me on um uh Facebook and Instagram. What you can find is you can find my agent who's going to charge you X amount of dollars and here's the video of this band. So there's a piece of it that's like, yeah, sometimes, but not all the time. Well, but I, at a certain level, mm-hmm. 
I'm just saying there are bands out there that are like, you know, known to do this. Yeah. And maybe not in your town. Go find them <laughs> elsewhere. But like you can find what the Dan band plays in. Yeah. LA. Yeah. Go the search Dan that. band. Every now and then I feel a little bit. <clears throat> Basically, they fucking kill it in L.A. You want a yeah. bar mitzvah band? The damn band. Yeah. This is your band. It's yeah. going to cost you probably 35 grand, 40 yeah. grand, but it's, yeah. it's going to be pretty good. Okay, now, here's the other thing to get into if you're going to go down this road. Mm-hmm. Um, you get paid a lot more if you bring your own sound, sound. Mm-hmm. if you Absolutely. bring your own lights. Yep. Now, sometimes when you're first starting out, you'll be doing weddings in locations that have some PAs, that have mm-hmm. some lights. Yeah. Um, you know, basically their reception room or outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes the corporate event will already have a stage set up because they're going to have keynote speakers yeah. and all of that. You mm-hmm. will still want to bring your PA. Yeah. You will still want to bring <laughs> something to control your own sound because yeah, they're going to have absolutely. like a little four-banger PV on the side. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just not going to be for, just You still want to do that at first. Till yeah. you start understanding how the large stuff works or hire a sound company yeah. if you can. Well, mm-hmm. that's really the second you get into good money on this where it's not you're not playing a friend's wedding yeah. or a friend's corporate gig. Mm-hmm. When it gets into the real stuff, just hire a sound company, hire that mixer. They mm-hmm. normally have their own shit yeah. and have to pay them very well to come and do it. But mm-hmm. they'll set it up. They'll mix it. They'll yeah. do all the stuff there for you. And they'll carry the liability on that equipment. Oh, yes, he said a word. He said a word. The roof falls in. The insurance Because piece. the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Ah, Yeah, there's one thing that a lot of these corporate agents require, which is a certain amount of liability insurance yeah. for your project. Um, when I hire musicians, I hire them as contractors. They're not employees. I hire them as contractors. They're responsible for their own shit, and I'm responsible for this. But I... My company is hiring these contractors to fulfill an obligation, and I have to protect my company by having a certain amount of liability insurance in case somebody walks on the stage and trips over a cable and yep. has to go to the doctor and like, oh, yeah. So that's just it's just kind of a, a pretty normal practice now for the uh, the person who's running the, the project to carry that liability insurance you're welcome for the boring piece of this whole thing <laughs> no and that's true but like we're that's kind of jumping ahead like this is yeah. the same thing as getting a booking agent if you're a band like yeah you're not going to be able to just do a video and get a booking agent you're yeah. just not you're not going to get a corporate gig for fifteen thousand dollars if you've never done a few yourself mm-hmm. they're like they just yeah. it's going to be pretty hard for you too there are a lot of bands doing this that are mm-hmm. in demand professional have done it a lot they have you know Tons of uh, recommendations behind yeah. that. And so, you know, you've got to kind of, it's the same thing as working your way up in the clubs. Like, you've got to do a few and try to get to yourself to where you have enough people that said, oh, they did a great job. That was an yeah. awesome event. And by the way, each one of these, if you kill each one of these shows, maybe not weddings, but corporate events, mm-hmm. you kill a corporate event, nothing a corporate person, like especially the people who deal with travel and entertainment and corporations, yeah, yeah. nothing they want more than to re-fucking-book you. Yes. You do it well once, and you're going to be back next year, and if they do that event in Florida or Cancun, they're going to be like, come on down, we got mm-hmm. the budget, because mm-hmm. we know you're professional, you showed up on time, everyone yeah. talked about you, the boss loved you, Yeah, it was money well spent, everybody, yeah. like it's what mattered, the team got stronger mm-hmm. because yeah. of your band. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's very true. And yeah, they once a lot, some of these organizations, once they find somebody they really vibe with and they really like, they'll hire you for years and years and years and years and years. We've got yeah. a few of those in our companies as well. So, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of this, you know, overall um, scheme to, hey, if I go do this gig for X amount of dollars, then I don't have to go do 10 gigs where I'm singing Damien Rice songs uh, to drunk people at Joe's uh, Crab and Liquor Mart, you know? Um, God damn. Doesn't crab and beer sound good right now? Yeah, kind of. We still need crab to go get tacos, damn it. It's taco day soon. Crab and liquor and tacos sound pretty good. Too. Fuck yeah. That sounds like a great day. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yeah. All right, I'm so let's it. just wrap let's wrap this up a little bit. So, if you're looking to get into this, mm-hmm. look, you've got to love the covers. I mean, at least fake it. Like yeah. make sure you look like you love them. Yeah. Play them great. Yeah. Um play them true to what they're supposed to sound like, close to what they're supposed to sound like. Guitarist, that means you need to get some effects, right? Like there's going to have to be yeah. some effects pedals happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have to pick some different instruments. You're going to have some different tunings that have to happen sometimes. Yeah. Like these are some things you need to think about. Make sure to start with that song list. Get you at least 80, mm-hmm. preferably 100, but like yeah. start start off with that 80. That's the way you get started into mm-hmm. it. And then make sure that you can get a good, strong video of a minute for one cut, maybe two minutes for another, yeah. uh, very well edited and pay someone if you don't know how to edit yeah. a video, by the way, but mm-hmm. pay someone to shoot it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that you get a good camera work being done on it. Light, a well lit stage, good sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sound is less important at the video stage. You can fix that later, but yeah. you know, like everybody, it should be very well organized. So, you know, when you go in there like, Hey, we're going to play through the verse and chorus of uh, wagon wheel kill me now uh and uh <laughs> and then we'll uh and and we'll do it we'll do it four times right and so you're very well organized it's got to be super well organized and get different shots and get that and also i would say this yes get it shot well but don't leave it up to your editor to make the decision on what it should look like because they're going to choose the best looking shot versus the most effective sales piece for you yeah and it just needs movement a yes. lot of movement mm-hmm. camera a lot movement of all the time yes Excitement. Um, because honestly, he, Stu made the point earlier, uh, the decision is going to be made in the first 10 seconds. Yes. Yes or no. And especially if it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like especially oh, if, no. if they're looking through a bunch of videos, yeah. if they're looking through a bunch of bands, they're like, yeah, not this one, not this one. <laughs> and that goes to like what you're wearing, what you look yeah. like, what the singer looks like. Yeah. It goes to what it sounds like and how much, but. More than anything, it's how much energy you have. And yeah. I would say when I was doing this a lot, it's an mm-hmm. acting gig. Oh, right? yeah. Like whether it's maybe not weddings so much, but 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 corporate gigs especially, you've got to look like, oh, my God, yeah. finally I get to play brown-eyed girl again. Yes. I'm oh, so, finally. Ex- so, excited. so excited. Yeah, exactly. So excited. And, yeah. and just like, you know, kill it and mm-hmm. love it. Wink at the gal standing that's dancing like Elaine in the front. Like you've just got to, you've got to play it. You've got to play yeah, it that exactly. way. And, and, you know, if you meet the, the head honcho, like the woman that runs the company mm-hmm. or the guy that's doing the booking or whatever, I'm going to give you a little hint here. You ask them, hey, what do you want to hear? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 like whatever oh. that fucking song is, go into the bathroom and make sure you learn it. And even yeah. if the whole band can't play it, you play that song. Yep. <laughs> like somehow mm-hmm. you yeah. play that song and you go, you know what? Thank you, Stacy, for having us. Yeah. You yep. know what? I'm going to play Battery by Metallica on acoustic <laughs> right now. Here we go. Slashing through the boundaries. Oh, you know, whatever. And like do it. Do it, whatever that is. Do that fucking thing. And like, there is no ego to it. All yeah. of us have done it. Yeah. And you should do it. Absolutely. Agree. Any other things to add to this on how to get started? No, I think that's a great starting place. Games? If you can, if you can get through all that stuff, that's a, that's a, that's a great starting place. Yeah. If you have some further questions about it, like obviously all of these things have some nuances mm-hmm. and there are a ton of other things that you need to do as far as like, building a way to get yourself into the booking corporate world to get, you yes. want someone else to be handling this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but how to get yourself the gigs, go ahead and email us two shots, yeah. music pod at gmail.com two shots, music pod at gmail.com. Yeah. You All right. Are. Let's get Kelsey. Do you have anything to add? Mm. Are you ever going to get married? Kelsey? <gasps> she's not going to get married. That Good means for you. she's not married. You guys. Uh oh. So checking on Instagram. Uh oh. Kelsey not married. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. All right, let's get to sync of the week and wrap Sinks. this sucker up. Um, yeah. On sync of the week, you want to do yours first? Or yes, you I do, do because as we know, I am currently in Good Omens. It's oh, one of my Good only Omens shows. Yeah. Um. So the first season is all Queen songs, right? All of the songs that are going, uh, you know, so there's like, you're my best friend. Another one bites the dust. My favorite one was Roger Taylor screaming, I'm in love with my car while the car is on fire. That fucking song. Yeah. When I was younger, I hated that song. I fucking love that song now. I have liked that song more as I've gotten older. Yeah. I've understood the meaning of it. Yeah. That Roger Taylor got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's it, the the first season of that show is just fucking great and all the but queen can songs we agree and that's that's a stupid fucking song like I'm yeah. in love with my car yeah it's a totally stupid song right? but I love okay, it okay but like I the way it. it's delivered and yeah. why it happened and yeah. the time it happened is yeah. why it works right yeah we've all okay. seen Bohemian Rhapsody where they talk about like Roger's got a stupid song about his car yeah okay <laughs> good yeah so yeah that's uh, season one episode five. I'm in love with my car by Queen. Let me Very let me nice. find let me find because okay, you tell me this. I'm looking at this as a and I see the music music publisher is Nicholas Baxter, music supervisor is Catherine Grimes. Then there's an executive in charge of music, you know, and then we've got all the uh, all the BBC uh, musicians as well. But like, um, is it? In the UK, is it a similar thing where it's like the music soup's making that decision, you know, this is the song that's going there? Or, I mean, I think it's pretty much all in the novel, too, so. Uh, Well, it depends on if it's like a BBC production. So, like, a lot of times the people who work on shows that end up going to, like, you know, streamers or whatever are actually BBC Studios productions. Yeah. Uh And those people oversee... Like rights and clearances for a bunch of fucking things that they have to yeah. do for PRS uh-huh. um, in London. We're on Britain, and um, Britain. so that's everything from negotiation to clearance to licensing. And then sometimes 
especially something that's a lot bigger in in uh, England than it is here is mm-hmm. um, acquisition of oh, composition yeah, rights. Yeah, so like yeah, they'll go yeah. and they'll like you know. So sometimes you have a composer here that will compose music, and they'll retain the rights to it. And they may split some of the rights, mm-hmm. um, but they will continue it. to get the royalties as the songwriter and then under their publishing agreement. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes in like England, a lot of times they will just, they'll, they'll just buy them out. Acquisition. Wow. All right. And cool. then they'll be using that in mm-hmm. other BBC productions. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Does that make Understood. sense? Understood. Yeah, totally. But so like the Fantastic. music executive probably overruns the music coordinators, mm-hmm. which deal with... Cue sheets and actual files and stuff like that. And then you also yeah. have the clearance people, the yeah. supervisors, and then you have the music rights and the music publishing managers. And usually mm-hmm. the music publishing managers, the reason they are that is mm-hmm. because they are actually dealing with the compositions uh-huh. that are now owned by BBC. Ye- gotcha. All right. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for that. Buzz Little education BBC. there. BBC. I've got a fucking fly right here. Oh, I'm going to kill this thing or burn the house down. <laughs> Burning down the house. Oh, okay. Thank you, David. Um, watch out. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to listen to that later. All right. Mine comes from I have been, as you know, I am stuck here in suburbia still in this oh, house boo. with this dog that will not shut the fuck up until eight o'clock at night. Seriously, I'm going from six until eight o'clock with this dog. It just wow. doesn't stop, and it's it's whining. So like she whines because she wants to play. Mm-hmm. So sit down, and then she just wants to play, and she rips up a toy. We've gone through four <laughs> or five toys. Gone, she, gone. She yeah. kills them immediately. Mm-hmm. There's kills just it dead. Stuffing mm-hmm. everywhere. It's a fucking crime scene. <laughs> so I can't yeah. really watch any new shows. I can't get into yeah. any new movies because I'm pausing, rewinding, yeah. pausing, rewinding, mm-hmm. or I can't watch them. Um, because, you yeah. know, I got to go sit out front and talk to fucking people walking by with their dogs. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm very happy that my friends are having a good time over there in Europe. <laughs> um, no bitterness very here. Happy at about all. that. No bitterness. Um, <clears throat> so I've been rewatching The Blacklist. Ooh, and as it turns good. out, I stopped watching The Blacklist about season four or five, apparently. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now I like that kind of shit. I'm a big James Spader fan. Of course, um, yeah. Blacklist, great. Great, great show. I'm sure you've seen it. But anyway, it's mm-hmm. on Netflix, and um, so I'm getting through it again. Season 6, Episode 1. Oh, did it hit me just right. Joker mm-hmm. and the Thief, Wolf Mother. <gasps> yes, Wolf Mother. Fuck yeah. I love me some Wolf Mother. Me too. Um, I don't dirty, know what the sweaty, fuck Wolf Mother's doing these days. Let's find out. I'll, you, They've you got to be doing some things. things. Yeah. Um, John Bokenkamp is the guy who created the show, and apparently he had... A lot to do with some of the music because there's a lot of like classical drops, mm, drops okay. in the music because gotcha. of Reddington, Raymond Reddington loved a lot mm. of classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the music supervisor is John Bissell and oh, okay. um, or Bissell. I don't mm-hmm. know which one it is. Hopefully <clears throat> he'll he'll call me and let me know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Joker and the Thief by Wolf Mother, season six, episode one on the Blacklist. Nice. And that is your sync of the week. All right, let's wrap this up. Press pause, Kelsey. No, don't. Please don't press pause or this whole thing will be ruined. Remember to <laughs> rate and subscribe and give us five stars and leave a hilarious subscribe. comment or a dirty comment or a nice comment yeah. or any comment at all on Apple Podcasts. We still yeah. have a five star rating, dude. We're doing well. Fuck yeah. Five yeah. stars. 
follow Fantastic. us where you follow people at Two Shots Music Pod. Um, TikTok kicking ass. Thank you so much. Yeah. A lot of times we uh, we bust some ass on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays on TikTok. Nice. And you know, I get it. We're not TikToking all the time. I get it. Or Instagramming yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I get it. You want to know why? Because we're doing fucking music stuff, man. <laughs> I'm not a social media guy. All right. All right. Yeah. So thank you for watching those though, and thanks for yeah. following us on. Uh, all of the little social stuff, we really do appreciate it. We really do. do. What is the questions? Email two shots music pod at gmail.com. Yeah. And That's you can it? also go to two shots music pod.com. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. You said it wrong. Two shots music pod at gmail.com. Is that right? That's what I said. Okay. That's what you said. Well, stop arguing with me. Why booty traps? That's what I said. Boobies. 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 <laughs> you can also go to twoshotsmusicpod.com. Oh, and fantastic. You can find all of this stuff and more, I think. All right. Two shots By the way, pod. the hunt is still on for Kelsey. She's okay. on Instagram. We know uh, that. Yeah. Okay. She so, it's, yeah, we've narrowed the platform down. Very good looking. She is a very artistic person. Would you um, say she's really, 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 really good looking? I think two reallys would be fair. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Wolf Mother is still touring. I don't. I don't know what their most recent uh, album has uh, situation has been, but yes, there's definitely some touring happening. Oh, good, good. Well, that's good. Good for you, Wolf. Wolf Mother. We hope most to, uh, recent album. Oh, April twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. They had a single come out. All right, called fantastic. Stay a little longer. Yeah. yeah All right, so. everyone. We hope you write a great song this week. Congratulations on being awesome. See you next week. Love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.